Amen. I want to encourage you tonight in the Lord, if I can, for just a few moments. I believe we've already been encouraged uh, with the singing and stuff, and everything just kind of lines up, of course. That's just the way that the Lord does things. I'm thankful, amen, that sometimes when we're worried, we're making, you know, as preachers, we're always like, I want to I wanna make sure I'm, we pray so much that we're in the will of the Lord by what we say and what we, uh, uh, he's dealt with our hearts, you know, well, we're always sitting down looking at it going, I know, Lord, that this is, uh, this is what you've given me. And when Dad said those, those first verses, I, uh, I just, that just sort of secured it for me. Amen. We do live in a dark world, a world that's not only dark, but it's getting darker. Amen. A world that is literally gone crazy. That's the world that we live in. It's sometimes difficult to live in and watch people that we love destroy themselves and watch others, people that we don't even know, destroy themselves as well. It's hard to watch, amen? There are a lot of people that I'm praying for. I don't know them. I don't know their families. But the celebrities that have taken their life lately, it's always on the news. And I believe it's always on the news, A, because they are famous, and B, because to most of us who aren't rich and famous... It doesn't make a lot of sense, does it, for an individual like that to take their own life? Robin Williams, for instance, and we don't agree with everything Mr. Williams did in his acting career. We don't. He's a funny guy, right? Hilarious. Uh, I do appreciate what he said about the American flag. He did an American flag stand that was really, really good. Uh, but for the most part, he had a pretty bad mouth on him. He made people laugh is what he did. But he did things for kids as well. He did kids' stories. He made kids laugh. Nobody in this world ever thought Robin Williams had a problem with depression the way he was. Yet the man took his own life. Anthony Bourdine, if I said his name last, last name correctly, was a reporter for CNN who got to travel the world. He was a chef. He liked to eat different foods. He liked to go different places. He liked to travel. He could go anywhere in the world he wanted to go and report on anything he wanted to report on. Uh, there's pictures of him and presidents sitting down at little hole in the walls, you know, because those are the best places to eat a lot of times. And he's sitting there with presidents uh, eating uh, weird food, stuff we wouldn't probably enjoy. I don't know what it was, but it, was, it, didn't, it didn't look too appetizing. But the, he was just weird and eccentric like that. The man could go anywhere he wanted to go in this world, experience anything he wanted to experience. Yet at the age of 61, he takes his own life. We just had before him, we had a, a, an individual that's a fashion designer. She had a want for nothing. She was held in high regard in the fashion uh, industry, making all these kinds of clothes. She had all this kind of money. She had the house, she had the car, she had the relationship. Why? Why in the world? And I pray for these families, you know. Uh, they're hurting tonight. They're people. I think sometimes the news makes them feel like they're not people. There are families that have lost a loved one tonight, and they need us to lift them up in the Lord in prayers. And that's just how simple it is. Even though they are famous, it doesn't matter. But it's still beyond us. Even with me and uh, the years ago of all the keeping up with all the musicians that we know, it always just boggled my mind whenever the on the radio would come on, so-and-so, found in a hotel, needles in his arms, been there for days. 
He was a multimillionaire. Why would he do that? I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. Chris Cornell from Soundgarden killed himself. Wow. Such and such from this band killed themselves. Kurt Cobain from Nirvana. All these bands and all this fame and all this stuff they had and they commit suicide? That just doesn't make a lot of sense to us because a lot of us, if we had their money, we would invest it, you know? You know what I'm saying? If we had what they had, and a lot of times we, and they did that. They have TV shows where they would go and look at these, go at this person's famous house. They even did it for a, a singer named uh, Chester Benningfield, I think he was, the, the group Lincoln Park. They went to his house. Look at my house. Look at my wife. Look at my children. Look at all this stuff I've got. And then the radio comes on. And he's taken his own life. His wife found him. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to report to you tonight that there is no life outside of the man Jesus Christ. Brother Eric preached to us a couple Wednesday nights ago, did he not, on Solomon? Vanity. It's all vanity. I tell you tonight, there's a lot of Solomons out there. They've got it all. Amen. But it just isn't enough. It just isn't enough for them. And they don't have peace. They don't have contentment. They don't have joy. Amen. In their heart and their life. I tell you tonight, there's something that I can receive from the Lord. You can't put a price tag on it. Amen. The peace, the joy, the contentment that my relationship with Jesus Christ brings I wouldn't trade that for all the money they all had. They couldn't give me all their houses and all their cars and all that mess for the peace that I have in knowing whom I believe. He's real. He really was in that tomb, and he really was dead. But I tell you, and I report tonight, that that napkin over his face started moving, and the blood that he shed for us started running back through his veins. Amen. And he got up. And he got out of there. It was real. I know it to be the truth because I know that because he lives right here. Yeah. Something in me is different. Amen. Something in me, whenever I go through times, and we're going to, ladies and gentlemen, I wish that I could say we weren't, but we're going to go through times where we have issues mentally dealing with life. But there's one we can go to. He said... Come unto me, all you who are labored and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And you just can't find that anywhere in the world. It only comes for the Son of God. Yeah. Try as much as we may. It only comes from the Son of God. Amen. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, uh, of fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love, of sound judgment and personal, uh, personal discipline. Lord, help me to speak. Abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. Yeah. Amen. Oh, self-control. That's important. Well, Brian, now you're talking about discipline. No, you don't understand. This self-control comes from what the Holy Spirit's done in me. He's transformed me, made me a new creature. 
You know, I'm going beyond what my will can do, and I'm operating on what the Spirit of the Lord can do. And anytime you do that, you're going to be happy that you did. Amen? Amen. I have peace from Him. Philippians 4 and 6 says, Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, in every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, the peace that reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, or as Dad would say, it's just a peace that don't make sense. That peace withstands guard over your hearts and your minds, and Jesus Christ is yours. Amen. We had years ago in trying, and uh, I got a little embarrassed, even though it was such a horrendous thing. And you can ask folks who are in my grade, we had a young man that committed suicide. And we just didn't know why. And this is how the day went. He was in PE. And he looked at, and I still, one of my friends, Sam Finster, he looked at Sam and he said, well, I'm going to go home and kill myself. He just said it nonchalantly. Sam didn't think nothing of it. He just thought he was joking. And he said, oh, yeah, whatever, man. I'll see you tomorrow. My poor brother, my poor friend Sam still carries a lot of guilt in his heart because he didn't realize that Mr. Griffin was going to go home and actually hang himself. There is a peace that passes all understanding. Amen. What I'm trying to tell you tonight is what you, the hope that you hold in your heart is what is holding you together. And it can hold other people together. Amen. Amen. Folks, that we don't even know. And I'll tell you how this works. It works just like that situation with him, with uh, the young man that committed suicide in high school all those years ago. You don't know a lot of times that they're hurting. The, one of the first messages I ever preached in this behind this pulpit, uh, I did so when I remember I had my coat. I had myself all covered up. And at the end, because I was talking about folks that are hurting and we just don't know, I opened my cup, my coat open, and all my shirt was covered in blood. You didn't know I was hurting. You didn't know I was bleeding out. That's the way it is a lot of times. We talk to them face to face. They seem like they're okay. Amen. They seem like they're all right. There may be some individuals I'm talking to right now in this house. I felt that whenever I was playing my bass. You put on a front. You want everybody to make sure that you know you're okay, you got this, but deep down inside and in your mind, you are warring there. Amen? The mind is a battlefield. That's where it's won or lost. That's where faith starts there. Amen? Of what you're thinking about. You're thinking about your life. You're thinking about your future, and you almost can't handle it. The anxiety, the stress that comes up, especially for our younger folks. Amen? But on the outside, you look like you've got everything going on. That's the way Robin William was and all the other actors and actresses that I would like to say I don't agree with a lot of stuff they believe. I'm just using them as an example, okay? not trying to glorify them in any way, and I hate what happened to them. Because if someone could have got to, and someone may have, and he may have made a decision, a wrong decision there, but if someone could have got to these individuals and said, if you don't want your life, I know somebody that will take it. Amen? Is that not what happened to Brother Moses? 
Brother Moses testifies. He was in the, the Indian, um, well, the word just left my mind. Help me out, Dad. What group was he in? Thank you. He was in the Communist Party of India. You got to know those guys ain't got a lot of happiness going on in their life. I've never seen a communist smile. And I've watched a lot of old footage <laughs> of them. On, you never, they're always angry, you know. Amen. They're always angry. Brother Moses was going to take his own, his own life, and the Holy Spirit grabbed a hold of his heart and said, If you don't want your life, I'll take it. Give it to me. Amen. I'm telling you what, Brother Greg, it's hope we got. It's a real hope. It really changes lives. Amen. These people out here in the world, I just had, I was just at um, Brother and Sister Adire's house. I was working, doing some reviews around that neighborhood, and I got to sit down with them in their, uh, uh, their garage. There they were sitting with their sister talking, you know, and we were just talking back and forth about just everything, you know. And Sister Adire looked at me, and she said, Brother Brian, I don't know how people make it in the world without the Lord. And the honest truth is they don't. They can't make it without the Lord. Amen. I wouldn't even want to try to make it in this life without the Lord. The Bible says, Jesus said, don't worry. I have overcome the world. Amen. I saw something on Reddit the other day that kind of puzzled me. It was a picture of Jesus and he had, a, I think he had a rainbow coming out of him or something. And it said, I'm going to beat Satan. I said, that's not right. He already did. We live a victorious life, amen? He didn't, he's not going to beat Satan. He already has. That's the hope that we have, amen? In our lesson that we're doing in the, our young folks class, we're going through Brother Harold Hanks' Discipleship Guide. And I tell you, what we've already read has been great. There's a lot of simple things, but one thing that really just... Uh, shined out to us is talking about how the spirit that works in the world actually energizes those people. That's the, what the word means. It energizes those people to war against God. You wouldn't believe some of the people that are warring against their only hope. Amen? Their only hope. Even, even to the point where some of them want religious colleges to not teach about the religion of the college. That just doesn't make any sense at all. To have, you know, they've taken God out of regular schools and now they want the religious schools to be able, they want them to legally, you can't teach religion in your school. That doesn't make any sense at all when I read that. That was a post by an atheistic individual who's hardcore about, he says, what's wrong with society today is religion. Well, he's not necessarily wrong about that. There is a lot of religion in the world that's bad. But religion's not the problem. It's a heart problem, ladies and gentlemen, is what we got going on today. And there's only one answer to a heart problem. There's only one answer. His name is Jesus Christ. It is just that simple. Amen? He's real, and he really makes a difference in people's hearts and lives. The Bible says don't be anxious, don't be worried. Amen? About that. Ephesians 4 and 20, read a couple of verses there. But you did not learn Christ in this way. In fact, you've really heard Him and have been taught by Him just, just as truth is in Jesus, revealed in His life 
and personified in him that regarding your previous way of life, you put off your old self, completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desires. We don't have any room, you know, for that. We got to put that old life off. But verse 23 says, and be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. Amen. We are to walk around this world with that untarnished mental spiritual attitude. Amen. What I'm basically saying, in a, when everything is gone array, we're standing there smiling. Brother Brian, the world has gone crazy. Why, do you, why are you smiling? I know who I believe. But, 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 Brother Brian, you don't understand. Things are so bad now, they'll never get back right. Well, I know, but I know in who I'm believed, you know. But, Brother Brian, it's going to affect the way you live. Well, I know. But I know in whom I believe. Amen. This isn't just some kind of uh, crutch for me. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not some kind of mental health thing that I do. It's not some sort of just little program that I read. I'm reading the Word of God, and those promises in there are for me, and they're for you, and they're real. And He said that He watches over us, that He keeps us safe. So now we see and we know why these individuals out in the world have no hope. They don't believe in God. And then they look at themselves and they give up on their self. Well, if you don't have God and you don't believe in yourself, there's nothing else there. You've given up on everything. Then you have no hope for yourself and you have no hope in God. You're just, that is where they come to. And this same spirit that works in the world influences them to do something one of the most tragic, horrible things that anyone could ever do, and that's take your own life. Amen? Now, I'll tell you this. It was a road they walked down, amen, to get to where they were. And I just read in the news the other day, and this is why it's on my mind, that our suicide rates are beginning to increase. They're going up. And then the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, and other health organizations that, by the way, do a great job really in this nation, they really do, are very concerned about what is going on. They're very, very concerned about the mental health of the individuals that are in our country. Now, i got to take a time out and just go down a side road here for just one second, and I know it's getting late and we're going to land this plane. There's a little boy in Africa right now who didn't eat today. Or he's waking, he'll be waking up maybe in just a few hours. He's probably not going to eat today. Amen? But he's still fighting and he's still trying. And he's still surviving. It's amazing to me sometimes when I look at those individuals, where they are, what they have to deal with, and then I look it over, uh, over at us here in the land of plenty. Well, none of us went hungry today. We've all got really nice clothes on. Everybody looks fantastic. All of y'all have some pretty awesome vehicles out in the parking lot that you comfortably drove 
here, and you're going to be going to some really awesome houses tonight with a nice, comfortable bed to lay on. You know, if that little boy could look at some of the individuals that we've seen in the news that taken their life and look at the way they live, he could just look at them and laugh and say, all I want is a sandwich. All I want is a sandwich, you know. What's going on? It's the, the spirit, these evil spirits in this nation that are causing these individuals to do that. Brother Harold Hanks is right. They energize them to make those kinds of decisions. When we run into those people and they open up their hearts to us and they talk about how desperate they feel, that's just an open door for us, ladies and gentlemen. I get so excited every time it happens. I'll listen to what they're going through. I'll hear in their in their it's so real the pain in their heart about what they're going to, and I get so excited because I get to look at them. And whenever they're done, explain to me what they're going through, and I've heard some pretty horrendous stories. I say, well, what we need to do right now is go to the Lord in prayer. There's power in prayer, ladies and gentlemen. There is power in prayer. Amen. Y'all know it. Let's take it to the Lord in prayer. And you want to know what happens when you do that? Hope begins to shine. They think, you know, I thought that this would probably be the one thing that took me out. But now that we've went to the Lord in prayer, and I've heard of how good He is, and that He loves me, and that He'll get involved in my life, there's hope there. The Bible says that the darkness could not comprehend the light. Amen? And when you shine in somebody's life like that, the darkness is in their heart can't comprehend the light that's in yours. Amen? And I'm telling you right now, it's here. It's in Chattooga County. It's in your backyard. It's your neighbor. It's a person you work across from. It's all those individuals that are just like that. They may not be rich and famous, and if they ever do anything, it may not go on the news, but they're hurting just as bad. Amen? I think it's time for us to have a revival, don't you? I'm talking about a revival that happens out there. Amen. And when they come in here, because people have been coming in here, the Holy Spirit gripped that lost person's heart, that individual's heart. We've had them in here last week with revival that have given up on God. Amen. They haven't quite given up on themselves yet, but they're heading down that road. But the Holy Ghost grip hold of that lost person's heart and say, if you only step out, one step of faith, God will go across a universe to get to you. He gave us His Son, ladies and gentlemen. He gave us His Son. If He would give us His Son, that's the best He had. How much more, amen, will He do for those individuals? The Bible says He would save us to the uttermost. That means those people that have went far out there, amen. And I know sometimes it seems like, you know, there's not a lot of us. The Bible says that broad and wide is the way of destruction. That really kind of seems, young people, the way a lot of people are going. Straight and narrow is the way, and few there be to find it, the Bible says. But guess what? They do find it. Amen? 
Amen. We don't have to be anxious. We don't have to be scared. I don't know who you are tonight. If you're dealing with something that I've been talking about, if you're mental state, you're always anxious and worried. If you don't know about your future, if you just have a hard time with life, the Bible says, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. Amen. Amen. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Do you know what that yoke is? That yoke is a dual yoke. Okay? Now, we're pretty sure that Jesus was a yoke builder, and the majority of them are pretty as, just as long as this pulpit is. And they had a fork that went down through this side, and they had a fork that went down through that side. What Jesus is saying, he said, I've got, I'll be the leader. I'm right here. All you've got to do is come up and join with me, and I'll lead you. I'm pretty sure in the situation of the dual yoke, there's only one animal that they would be the leader. The other one was the one that followed, but they, they both carried the load. They only did one animal. Amen. Jesus was using that as an analogy. He's like, yoke up to me. Have a relationship with me. Amen. Be a part with me. And you'll actually have a life. I know that the world today looks at the way we believe. And I, I read a lot of mean mess, you know, from different folks about the way we believe and what we believe. But this Holy Spirit is real. This Jesus that we serve is real. This God that we are going to be in front of one day is real. And he really changes people's hearts he really fixes people this morning while i was playing the piano a song came to me that i really do love and maybe we should sing it i don't know jesus took my heart all the pieces and he put a little sunshine in amen i'm glad when jesus saved me amen we don't have to carry no ball and chain to glory i don't have to go up a a mountain of broken glass on my hands and knees to get salvation. I know when Jesus saved me, amen, he put that sunshine in there. I remember when uh, Nicole used to sing, we used to sing a little sunshine song. That may be the first song I ever sang in the old church of God, you know. So let the sun shine in, face it with a grin. Powders never lose, excuse me. Smilers never lose, thank you. Frowners never win, so just let the sun shine in. Amen? All right, I, I appreciate y'all tonight. I'm going to go ahead and turn to service. The Lord just want me to turn the service back over to Dad. But let me tell you this, just before we go. I appreciate this church. I am thankful about what the Lord is doing. I'm excited about what the Holy Spirit's doing. I'm expecting God to do above and beyond that which we can ask or think. Amen. I'm believing that God's going to bring those broken folks in the door. I mean, you're going to run into them. You're going to get to invite them. They're going to be seated right here, and the Holy Spirit's going to get involved, and that's when something exciting happens. Amen. Don't you believe that? Don't you agree? Will you agree with me tonight? Amen. Come on, Dad. Praise the Lord.